Welcome to Mad World. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Mad World, episode number five. And spring has sprung. Yes, it has, JoJo. Spring has sprung <laughs> with a nice six-inch snowstorm a couple days ago. Oh, help us, Lord Jesus. At least we got Easter, though. Yeah. At least we got Easter out of it. Yes, Easter was nice. Yeah, it was a great, great service and a great time after, actually. And, and then we got slammed by Snowstorm. Uh, what was the name of this one? Do they name Snowstorms? No. No, they just you, name Hurricanes. You think of Hurricanes now. Well, it was it was bad, though. It was, we got six inches. Yeah. Like definitely seven or eight, something like that, if I us. Here we are. We're changing the seasons. The warm weather's getting here. People are starting to now realize I'm going to be in a swimsuit in a couple months. <laughs> the diets have started. The gym sessions oh. have started. What are you doing to get yourself in beach shape? I am scared. I'm scared for me, and I'm scared for people that'll see me on the beach. <laughs> it's going to be frightening. Right, right. You should, you know what you should wear this year to the beach? The old, remember the old swimsuits they used to wear, like Dick Van Dyke wore yeah. and Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Yeah, they were the Olympic lifting singlets. You know what I'm talking no, about? No, 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 no. These are like black and white striped, like they're like long shorts, like capris, and then like short sleeve shirts. That's what they used to wear back oh. then. And our favorite place in the world, Cape May, New Jersey, if you look on some of the old like um, paintings or whatever. Ocean View at the restaurant. Yeah, right, right. On the wall. The women are in dresses. So they how about the can of the little umbrellas that they use? Yeah, right, 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 right. So they didn't have to worry about dieting this time of the year. They could just hammer all the food they want because exactly. they weren't they weren't gonna you know they're not gonna be exposing any skin. Well, you've just given me the answer. I'm just gonna wear one of those things. That, that's that's the whole point. <laughs> so, well, here we are, and we uh, yes, we're changing seasons, we're changing temperatures, and uh, we'll we'll change. Our podcast topics every week, but last week we ended with something that we kind of want to continue with. Right. So we talked a lot about last week the uh, the, ch- the people that that are leaving churches today, and and the statistics, and some some uh, crazy, definitely some crazy st- statistics we dug into. But we kind of left on the note of uh, the fact that, and it's not popular to talk about because nobody wants to hear it. Right. But a lot of people unplug, not just from church, but from other other things too. We talked about business, people leaving yeah. jobs. Yep. No one, you know, no right. one's with a job for twenty five years anymore. And and a big reason is because of offense. Right. That you know that happens along the way. Right. So we want to just we want let's 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 pick up there, talk about that for a few minutes, and see where this leads. Well, you know, you were, we were talking about this as you're saying it. I'm thinking about, you know, last week we talked about relationship really helping deal with offenses and building bridges. But I happened to see something in the Sunday service that was so cool. After church, I see my son, Michael, with your two daughters, um, Chloe, Reagan, and he's grabbing one of the Easter lilies. Right. And he starts talking into it and pretending it could talk back to him in his ear. Mm-hmm. And they're going crazy. They're like, they're like, do it again, do it again, do it again. And it brought me back to you. When History you, repeats itself. Exactly. When you were a little guy and um, I would have you in the back seat driving somewhere. I would, I, obviously, I'm driving, not from the back seat, from the front seat. Right. And you're in the back. And he would love, <laughs> you would absolutely love when I did the outlandish. Yeah. Like I'd say, Joe, I'm going to go home and I'm going to make myself a sandwich with peanut butter a sand wedge? A sand wedge with peanut butter, sauerkraut, right. 
jelly beans, olives, olives, and then tuna fish on top. And you go, ah, 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 do it again, do it again. Tell me another one. And I have to do like 40 sandwiches for you. Right, right. And you know, it's funny, but generationally and relationship building is so important. Oh yeah. You know, and, and I'm watching my kids do that with your kids and how I did that with you. And it builds such a stability and a strength, you know? Right. Yeah. And, and you're, all right, I'll make it, I'll go see I'll go the serious route. No, you don't be serious. We're having fun here. Don't funny route. But what you're saying basically is you're, you're jumping ahead here because relationship overcomes offense. Yes. You know, when, when there is a lack of relationship, there's a much better chance of offense leading to, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with offense. Maybe that's the wrong way to say it, but we're all going to be offended. That's inevitable. Right. But it's what we do in those moments, those minutes, those hours, those days after where we are offended by something and what happens next. I think that's where it gets yeah. but, sticky for But people. don't you agree? Sometimes it's just because of a disagreement of, or a difference of opinion. Right. I have a different opinion than you. Therefore, I have to separate myself from you. I can't even be in the same vicinity with you yep, yep. because I have a different opinion. But when you're family and when you're close and you have relationship, you work through those things. Right, right, right. Yeah, my, a friend of mine from uh, Pensacola, Florida, from Transformation Church, Daniel underscore Plotner. His, that's not his middle name, underscore. That's his Instagram handle. He posted this this morning. We live in a generation of emotionally weak people. Everything has to be watered down because it's offensive, including the truth. Whoa. Daniel's Daniel. firing shots from his sawed-off shotgun. Danielson. Yeah, I mean, that's good. And, uh, you know, I commented just the three 100 emojis because that's that's so true. Everything is offensive to people, even the truth. Did I tell did I say it last week on the podcast about the sign that I drove by, the billboard with the um, the bullies? Yes. Is your boss a bully? Yeah. I think I mean, everybody's just offended by capitalizing. everything. We're yeah. capitalizing on anything right. and everything possible. Well, what do you think about that, that uh, you know, quote that, that Daniel put up? about even the truth being offensive. Wow. I mean, it's a loaded, it's, you know, it's a lot. Yep. <laughs> what you're saying is a lot. I mean, the truth could be offensive by nature mm -hmm. because sometimes, you know, if you care about somebody so much, you love them so much, you're giving them the truth about where they are and what they're going through. And if you don't want to hear that, if it's sort of like, you can't even go there with me, mm -hmm. you know, it's really because you love them. The Bible says faithful are the wounds of a friend. Because the reason I am wounding you is to heal you. Right. Right? So it could be very offensive. But again, it comes back to being close and tight. Like if you had something to tell me, for instance, we know each other. I know you since you're a, a young kid. If you had something to tell me, I would understand your motivation behind it. Right. And therefore, I wouldn't get offended. It might hurt me. That wound might hurt. But sometimes opening up something like that brings about something that will help me Make an adjustment in my life that'll help myself, but maybe people around me as well. Right, and when you're when you have a deep deeper relationship, you know, and I found that people in church, you know, we worship together, we go to church together, but a lot of us, and I'm not saying necessarily our church, but the church, a lot of us have surfacey relationships with one another. It's a Sunday morning relationship week to week, which yeah. which really goes back to different topic for a different day. But the importance of not just going to church, but getting involved in your yeah, church, serving really, your church. That's really true, Joe. Because when you when you get involved in, I mean, the church is the building. The church is, the, or, or, or rather, the church is not the building. The church is the people. 
we think that the, the buildings that we go to are the church. That's not the church. The, 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 the church are the people, you know, the, the believers inside of the building. Yeah. And when you just show up, you know, we're just trying to get people, we're just trying to get people to show up to church and, and reverse that statistic a little right. bit. But let's take it one step further. Getting involved, that's when relationship starts to get built with people around you. Right. Not really from just showing up on Sunday and being encouraged and leaving, although that's good. We want people to do that. But to to get involved and link up with people, team up with people, that's how relationship starts. And the deeper your relationship, the less chance of you being offended by someone. Yeah. I mean, you just sparked a thought in my mind. I can remember back in high school, back in 1927. No, it feels like it's that long ago. When you were wearing leather helmets. Leather helmets, no face masks, yep. noses all over your face. But anyway, I can remember being on the team, right? And yep. you, you, you practice together. You, you know, you're in the locker room together. You go out after together. Mm -hmm. You go to war on the field on a Saturday with your teammates. Right. And, you know, maybe there's 40, 45 people on the team. You go to war with each other with a common goal to win. You want to win a championship. You want to win the game. It brings you so close. Uh, for example, recently we got a bunch of us together who played together way back in 1980. And it was an unbelievably awesome time, just reconnecting with some of the guys. You pick up right where you left off. You have this kindred spirit. You have this, this uh, love for each other that never went away because you went to war together. Like you've been through stuff together. Right. You know, sweat, tears, blood, workout, you know, bruises, bumps, you know, close games. It brings you close. And mm -hmm. I think that's something unique and, and genuine. And I can remember back years ago, our little church, on Old Road, the White Little Church, we had that synergy, and boy, did we explode. Mm. We really did. Yeah, that's good stuff. And side note, Donnie played high school football in 1980. For our <laughs> listeners out there, let's see if you've been paying attention. How old was I in 1980? Negative six. That's how old I was. So that's the age gap between the two of us. And it just makes for not, 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 not many people this far apart in age are uh, this close, but right. it gives us a good perspective. Sometimes we talk, we, we deal with not just the, you're hearing some of the funny things, but we deal with some pretty heavy duty stuff on a day-to-day -day basis. Right. And, you know, we're not, we're not a, we're not a, uh, just a small community church. I mean, we, we know people from all around the country, all around yeah, the, world. the world. So we're dealing yeah. with some pretty high level stuff at times. And it helps to get the perspective of two different generations yeah. because it, it, and, and if we could only expand it, I'm not trying to say that, you know, we're the, we're the, we're the standard for new, uh, the, you know, the, a new way of life. That's not what I'm right. trying to say. But if, if, if we blew that up on a larger scale, think about if the two generations understood each other better, oh, communicated man. more together, how much closer in relationship it's, they would be. You're talking about some great stuff. I, you know, I'm speaking for me. I know that I, when I'm with you or with, younger people. I don't see myself in my own mind as older. Right. I don't think of myself that way. And sometimes it gets me in trouble talking about football. When I first met David Tyree, he was speaking at Renovation House, our substance abuse program. Mm -hmm. And I talked to him after, and he was from uh, Montclair High School. And I, I started talking to him. Oh yeah, we played you guys. You were number 12 in the state right. my senior year. And This is the guy with the helmet catch, by yes, the way. Yes, Greatest David. Super Bowl catch in history. Yeah, for those awesome. of you that, that aren't huge football fans. Great guy, great Christian guy. I'm talking to him. This is the first time I met him. And I'm talking to him about Nutley playing Montclair my senior year in 1980. And we knocked you guys off. And you were 12 in the state. And we beat you that year. And he says to me, he says, 
what, what year was that again? And I'm thinking he's right? like my age, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I just get right in it. Right. And he's like, oh yeah, 1980. He goes, yeah, you know, I wasn't born yet. Right. So, so it was like deflate. Yeah. Like, right. 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 You know, so again, the, I think my generation or people my age need to have a mindset when we're talking to younger people yep. that we're not coming from up and down. I think right. if we can kind of relate, laugh and connect all of a sudden lines of communication open. Do you think that the heightened everything the the heightened traffic the heightened technology the heightened you know every, every aspect of life is busier today than it was 30 years ago 40 years ago do you think that that has hurt the relationship amongst you know a 50 year old and a 25 year old i mean i went to staples the other day to pick up some boxes and i said to myself why were you picking up boxes at Staples? I was, <laughs> I was getting, because I didn't have any in my garage. Okay. Well, I, I needed boxes for baseballs and oh, hats. Okay. okay. So two, two, those are items, two items high up on my list that I sell on eBay a lot. Okay. So now I, was, I understand. Yeah. So I needed baseball size boxes and, and hat size boxes. And I, you know, I go to Staples to pick up these boxes and I'm thinking to myself as I'm walking in, well, I, I'm, I'm do I'm going to treat myself to a new pen. You know, it's been a while since I've gotten a new pen. <laughs> and, you know, I, You're talking what, about stuff that's not on my mind ever. Yeah, but like, you, I need a new pen. That's, see, there's certain things that you never... There's certain things you never do that you should do. Getting yourself a nice new pen is one of those things that you never do. Like, we do things that we don't need to do. Like, we go shopping for clothes or shoes. Do you really need a new pair of sneakers? I know I don't, but I get them anyway. Right. But, like, I need a new, like, new pair of, like... So I never get socks. I never get pens. I never get, I never get notebooks. So sometimes I'm, you know, if I'm walking around the store, I'll just say to myself, well, I'm, I'm going to do this. I might, I, I might not recover from this. <laughs> but listen where I'm going with this. Okay. I go to the pen section. Now think about. They have a pen section? Think about, well, that's where I'm, that's just, the, well, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to get myself a nice pen. Like I want it to be a nice clip on the pen so it can clip on my on my uh, pant pocket or my jacket pocket you know I want it I have envisioning how the 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 ink is going to leave the wow, you've put a the lot, mouth of the pen you've put a lot of thought into this and I get to the pen section and I was instantly stressed the amount of pens that were there there must have been hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pens oh I know where you're going I mean that could not have been the case right. in, in the local drugstore or whatever you know years ago and I'm literally in the pen section for like at least 20 minutes right. trying to find the right pen. And the kids are like, you know, they, they're starting to like, you know, pull on my, my shirt tail and everything. Like, let's get out of here. What are we doing? And I'm just like, hold on. I want to get the right pen. So I ended up buying like eight different pens and I hate them all. They're all terrible. They all, they're all like markers. They're not right. even like pens. And my point is, this is just, everything is just so much busier and heightened. You know, that can't be right. just society being that, crazy today has to only add to the disconnect right well i'm completely and totally stressed to the max just hearing that story right. as a matter of fact deanna joy do you have a pillow and a blanket i need to lay down for a while just right. to, to recover but well, anyway what made that story even worse is i i never ever ever use a public restroom ever and you brought a pen into the public restroom no oh. i i i i i want to try to you know obviously keep this uh, as g-rated as possible but I never, I'll, I'll, how can I phrase this? They're probably going to have to edit this out. 
I never use a public restroom if I don't okay. have to. Yeah, I okay? Unless that. I'm like, you know, I've had too a much of, to drink. A lot of road. germs, a lot of things yeah, flying yeah, around Yeah, I just don't there. like doing that. Yeah. But I really had to go at this t- after the pen thing. Right. Like, I really had to well, go. Well, stress will do that to your bowels. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what did I have? I had must have had something that, you know, we got this juicer. So, like, when I have the juicer, it's just Stress, like, juicer, bowels. Yeah, it's full, just, yeah. you're instantly, you know, in need of, of a restroom. So that was probably a mistake, drinking the juice on the way to Staples. But I go, but I never use the bathroom, so this is never a problem in, in public. But I had to go so bad, and I had to, you know, go into the, the private stall, mm-hmm. okay? That's just the, the other, the urinal just wouldn't do in right. this moment. And there was someone in there. <laughs> so I opened the door, and there's someone in there. Like, it just made the whole experience much more stressful because I really, really needed to, you know, go to the, re- use the uh. restroom. And then between the pens and that, it was just like, I mean, I felt like I aged like five years. Well, you've looked, you look like you've aged in that process, you know, but that can't be that the, the added stress levels and just going to buy a pen and, and that stuff like that cannot be good for relationship. Can't be for the two generations. Not. So you're, you're the, the thing you started out with saying was the heightened, um, information and everything coming at us today in society is that hurting relationship that's where you were going right. with that correct right yeah i mean no question about it sometimes i just need to go in my room and shut the door yeah yeah because there's so much coming at me i gotta be honest sure. so yeah that definitely um hinders relationship because if people are stressed they act differently mm-hmm. if you're stressed you're ornery if you're stressed right. you're you're filled with anxiety you don't you don't respond normally in a situation under stress period. right you know and it's relative to different times of your life. Like one thing Chris and I have been talking about a lot lately is, you know, we'll send out a, we'll send out a message to uh, a couple of young adults or whatever. And a young adult will reply back, you know, um, something to the effect of that, you know, they're really busy. And to them at that part in their life, they are now, this is coming from two people that have, you know, we've gone through school, we have jobs, we have families, we have kids, you know, right, we children. have, we have mortgage like, an infant. and, and as 31 year olds, we can almost, if we're not careful, we can get a little annoyed at that and offended at that. Like these, these kids don't know what busy is, right. you know, you know, here's a 24 year old that's looking to, to, to looking for my help with something, right. but they're too busy to get together. Well, what, what are you busy with? That could be my perspective. But when we, when we talk about it, well, it's relative they're, they're, to what they're going through in their life right now. Sure, it may not be mortgage, family, kids, career yet, but it's they're busy in their in their minds. Right. They are stressed. Right. They're they're under with what they're under it with what they're dealing with. Exactly. So we have to understand that as and and there's there, there's 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 a there's something in the middle, obviously, because I don't think in, like in that example, you don't want to just get annoyed and, and discount it that the fact that they're busy. But at the same time, you can in love explain to them. Hey, listen, you're going to be busy the rest of your life. Right. Like, so, but again, it goes back to relationship. No you're not doubt. in a relationship. You can't have those conversations. Well, I mean, Joe, to get, to get even deeper into that. Remember, we just came off of a pastor's uh, retreat, refreshing, we called it, and 10 pastors went away. And one of the things that we were talking about is how your generation, I kept bringing this up to you, if you remember, how does your generation see me? How does your generation see me and my generation, guys? Baby boomers. Mm -hmm. How do they see us? And when they're trying to explain something to us that we think might be, I'll use the word nonsense, you know, like you're saying, you're saying, you know, what you're, 
if you were to be honest with the young person that was giving you what's stressing them out, you'd say, come on, give me a break. That that's really shouldn't be so stressful with your level of experience. What you're experiencing is a whole nother level, mm -hmm. right? Of responsibility. So if we respond in a negative way, if we respond by condescending, if we respond by, you know, being harsh, how do they feel about that? Right. Like, do they look at me as being, everything's about me then? Sure, sure. Am I, I'm narcissistic. Yep. Because our generation often talks to younger uh, folks and call them narcissistic. Everything's about you. Right. Everything's about you. If it's not, if it's, if it's not giving you attention at the time mm -hmm. and what your need is at the time, that's what my generation feels often. Right. But I was trying to come at it from the back door saying, wait a minute, how does your, how does the younger generation see me? Because if they see me narcissistic and if they see me, everything's got to revolve around me, then they're not going to relate to me. If they can't relate to me, even if I've got great information, right. if I've got great insight, they're not receiving any of it. And it's breaking down the relationship. Mm -hmm. we, we were talking about that. Give me yeah. your thoughts on that. Too. Yeah. And it, here's this is just a tip for and, and a, a humble tip and humility. I'm saying this to, to our listeners because I'm in both worlds. You know, I I. I I pastor people that are 5, 10, 15 years younger than me, but I'm also underneath uh, people that are, I work with people every day that are 10, 20, 30 years older than me. So I'm kind of in both, I'm in both camps. I know when I have to receive and I know when I have to give. And when you're, when you're dealing with someone that you're over, uh, I'm not, I'm not necessarily saying like in business or ministry or whatever. I'm just talking, we're talking about the age gap at this point, right. someone that you're older than you've already got a strike against you, you know, because they think that you may not understand them or whatever, but you can spend dozens of conversations with people younger than you, the right. generation underneath you, whatever you can pour into them. I have had this experience a, a numerous times and I'm sure you have too. You can pour into them. You can take them out to lunch, uh, you know, all the time you can, you can give them your advice and the first time that you do something to offend them, that's it. You're 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 done. And yeah, it's that's, like it's like it's washed right off the board. That's it what I'm saying. Happened. You deposit all that stuff, and it's like one one bad you know experience or one bad conversation. It's like all that stuff doesn't count. So I guess we have a big responsibility on us to not allow us to get offended if they're getting offended. But this is the case with people that you would probably consider. I mean, you 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 have these. You're probably thinking of people right now as I'm saying that. These are people that you're in relationship right. with. So we're already in relationship with these people right. and this is happening. Right. So how much more do we have to, to heighten those relationships and firm them up? I agree. But don't we have to find common interest? Like I think in some ways I have a leg up. I have a little bit of an advantage. Yeah. Like this past week I went to Lincoln Park Abundant Life and I worked with their band and I did a worship night for Good Friday. I worked with their band, met with them Thursday night drummer, uh, bass player, keyboard player, had a, a, a guitarist come in and I worked with them. So in by nature of having something that we have in common, mm -hmm. it's helped me in relationship. Like they afterwards literally wanted to hang around, talk, ask questions and continue to build relationship. They were genuinely excited. Right. So that gives me a great venue to, to kind of pour in or just have relationship and be open to hear maybe problems they're going through or whatever. What do we do? some of my peers maybe that don't have that type of a common interest like music. What, what do they do? Because if young people see us as narcissistic, grumpy and grouchy, and basically it's all about what we want to do, where we're going, 
get on board or get off. You right. know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah. Because we we have all this knowledge, wisdom, and experience. You just should be following us, but it's not happening. Right. Right. It's not working. So right. I have a little bit of an advantage, and I love it. I I you know sometimes on a Saturday morning. You know, I'm making breakfast for my kids and like their friends are around. A lot of them are musicians and stuff. So we have stuff in common. Right. So I'm, I'm, I have some help there. What do we do? Well, this is the importance. And I want to get uh, too deep into this conversation because me and my wife cover this on the video, uh, live videos that we do on Saturday nights, Young and in Love. But it's really important to know you've, you, you, I know you know about the love languages. It's really important to know that with your spouse or your, 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 uh, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whatever your kids really important, but it's not just important to know that with those people, That's it's, great, it's important to, to know the personality types and the languages that you're the people you're in relationships, speak. right? Cause people process your love towards them in totally different ways. Um, there's, you know, there's people that you could, you could spend hours upon hours upon hours of your time with that, that, that really doesn't mean a whole lot to them. Maybe they think that, that's owed to them, or maybe they just don't have a high value. Or it's just of that. what you do, so it's not a big but thing. But see, for right. me, that is the most valuable way I can show you that I care about you is by spending my time with you. Right. Because I don't. I would rather have more than having having getting a raise and having my salary increased. I'd rather have more time to myself. Right. And more flexibility that, in my your, schedule. That's high on your priority list. To, that's, there's nothing more important to that right. to, uh, to me than that because time is like you only get. 80 or 90 years down here. Like time is, time is important. Right. We gotta, we gotta capitalize on all the time we can. So, well, you know, I'm, I'm genuinely asking you this. Right. And I'm, I want to listen to this. Go ahead. Lay it on me. I'm laying it on baby. Here it comes. You ready? I'm ready. No, seriously. I'm, I'm, I'm asking because there is such a massive disconnect. Yeah, there is. And if we're going to remind do, me to, um, to go okay. back to that for a second, after. if we're going to do something powerful yep. in business, in sports, in church world, mm-hmm. in life, in raising your family. We've got to get back to that connect. So right. what should people do my age or my generation yeah. that basically we are just annoyed mm-hmm. with the response of a younger generation? Lack of respect, yep. you know, distracted because of technology, all the things we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. Isn't the onus on me? Am I supposed to expect the younger person to all of a sudden get all these concepts that they weren't trained in and know that they should connect with me or or is the onus on me Uh to prove that I'm not narcissistic by giving quality time or whatever. Like, what do we do? Yeah. Cause again, I have the, I have the access because of the music thing, but what do other people my age do? Well, it's, this boils down to humility on both sides. If, if you're going to dig into your, root system and this is how i did it all these years and this is how we did it and we're not gonna get let them change nothing we did this is how it's gonna be well that that mentality is going to probably get you nowhere that's that's not gonna have you leave any type of a legacy but that new you know the, the the new arrogant i know more than you know you even though i've only been out of college two years that's not going to get you far either you know right. that's not going to do anything either so if both if both parties could take a, a humble approach that's what the bible is all about the bible is all about humility wrapped up in in 66 books you know humility and love is the core of the bible that's what jesus came yeah. here to do he came to serve you know he he, he he came to wash feet he he said that and i love this central theme through the gospels that 
everything is backwards. If you want to be first, you got to become last. If yeah. you want the best table, you got to take the worst seat at the right. table. If you want to be the first in line, you got to go to the back of the line. And nobody wants to do that in society today. Right. Nobody wants to do that in the church today. Nobody wants to do that in business today. Right. Everybody wants to be up at front. So I would say it starts with humility. But even going back to, to answer your question, I'll go back to, to the statement I made about, mm-hmm. um, what, 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 what did I just say about uh, that, that you, you were saying was really good? I just lost it. It's okay. The last thing I said. Um, oh my gosh, I'm having a I'm having a 31 year old no, middle aged moment. Um, well, it'll come back to me. But anyway, uh, I think that what oh here this this is this is what it is. So you know that that in the I guess mid 90s, a very influential group musical group DC Talk, yep. very influential in my life, not just for my ears, but they, for me, as a young teen, led me to believe that it was cool to listen to Christian music and be a Christian. When, right. when, you're, when you're a teen growing up and you go through that teenage stuff where you're feeling like, you know, yeah. it's not cool to yeah, go exactly. to church and be a Christian and all that. So, you know, here are these three young guys uh, right out of college, Liberty University. You know, they sang in the choir together at Liberty and they decided to start this, what was a rap group originally, then it became a rock group, whatever. And... To a middle schooler, seeing these young guys right out of college, like, that's what you wanted to be. You know, they were cool. They dressed cool. They looked cool. They were young. And they just exploded in the 90s. I mean, uh, crossed over, not them so much, but their music crossed over onto the radio and the secular world. Got a lot of play there. They were, you know, gold records, platinum records, and uh, very influential in my life. And uh, right after, they were always very close with Billy Graham. Right. They opened for him many times at his crusades, at his, uh, you know, at his at his uh, crusades at stadiums and stuff right. like that. They would be the opening act with other Christian bands. And I had known over their history that that they were very close with with Dr. Graham, the three of them. And right after he passed, I guess two, three weeks ago now, uh, Toby McKeon, otherwise known as Toby Mack to all those Christian music listeners out there, actually said he put up a post of Billy Graham or something like that. And he said, I, I, you know, I was privileged to spend so much time in my life ever since a young kid with, with Billy Graham. And the thing that stood out to me most about him, now this is Billy Graham we're talking about, yeah. the most influential Christian of our day, of our generation, of the yeah, 20th absolutely. century, arguably. And he said, the thing that most impressed me about him was every time I was able to spend time with him as a young, as a young you know, 20, 20-something-year-old, he listened. He didn't talk. He just he listened to mm. us. And I read that. And I said, wow, that's that's amazing. Now, is that a little bit of his North Carolina laid back personality? I'm sure that that was a, a part of it. But I think Billy understood. I want to I want to connect with this next generation. I want to understand who they are. I want to pour into them. I want to connect in relationship. And yeah, I've got some things to impart to them. That's the obvious. When there's a when there's a person when there's two people in the room that one's got 50 years of experience under their belt and one's got two. The obvious is that you have a life to pour into them. Right. That's expected. Right. What's unexpected is for that person to be quiet and listen. Wow. And that impacted that wow. th- those young men and and rocketed them to become you know the one of the greatest Christian bands of, of all time. And I know he had a, a huge imprint on them. So that's just one story. But man, if 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 we could have some humility on both ends, both mm-hmm. sides, and there would be a desire for young people 
to yes, want to know some of the experience, but also for the older people, just to you know say to just to say you know what I'm just going to listen to them. They young people feel like they're not listened to. You know, they feel like they're being led around and told what to do, but. Just just want somebody somebody to listen to me sometimes. It's great. You know? I'm so impressed. And again, obviously, they had a lot of years of success. DC Talk, right? Right. We're not talking about two years in. Right. We're talking about now. They had their own success. Sure. Now they had their own fame. Now they had their own following. Right. Right. And uh, certainly, Billy Graham's style was completely different. Right. Right. They weren't even on the same page with right. style. Right. Forget. Page. They weren't in the same book. That's really good. I didn't even think about so, that. Think about that. They're not yeah. even in the same book yeah. as far as style. They would do stuff pro- back then that Billy Graham probably <laughs> didn't even understand. Oh gosh, like what what approach is this? Sure. But I'm impressed that DC Talk at the end comes back and is 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 still saying honoring what, him, honoring him, yep. carrying his legacy on. Because honestly, you know, at 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 best. You know, sometimes both generations are annoyed with each other. Right. And at worst, sometimes we're offended with each other. Right. So if 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 you were to say this, I'm really putting the pressure on us. If you were saying if you were to say this, who has more of the responsibility to take the first step? Hmm. That's good. I mean, I would probably tend to say the older crowd just because they have more life experience and they're more, you know, more mature. You you're gonna you have to expect a young person to to be more mature. That's just right. that's just the bottom line. Right. I I, tr- I think that I think that both should be be take the initiative on it, obviously. Right. You know, both both should. But I can tell you this, if no one takes the initiative, then there's gonna be no relationship. Right. So I don't under, I don't really have the perfect answer for who should, you know, take right. the first step or whatever. But I'll tell you what, if neither one does, if both have an opposite of a, a humble approach, if both have a prideful a prideful approach, then there's not going to be any relationship. Right. I just love the Billy Graham example. I love the fact that he listened. Yeah. You know, because when you listen to a young person, what you're saying is, I'm interested yep. in what you have to do. You matter. And you're you worth matter. It. And you have value to me. Yes, sir. And you have value in this world. Yep. So let's hear what you have to say. Right, right. Yeah, I think we have to be really careful that we don't let and we're not just talking about ministry and church here. We're talking about yeah, life, family, family, relationship. Business. Yeah, right? Uh, exactly, all that stuff. I think we got to be really careful here that we don't let surfacey things, and, and maybe that's the wrong word because, you know, that's just not, always, they're not always surfacey, but I, I think we got to be careful that we don't let some of the minors overwhelm the majors like style we just talked about it Billy, yeah. billy style billy graham style way different than dc talk style sure. but they both were preaching the gospel right right yeah i mean it's it's some of those things are are some things are different today you know uh, whether it be style of clothes or style of talk style of speech you know whatever like you know I, there's going to be disagreements there's right. going to be there's going to be holes, you know, in not understanding, the generations not understanding each other. But if we can look past some of that stuff and dig deeper and yeah. look deeper, that's when that's when bridges are going to start well, to be Well, let built. me help some of the boomers, too. DC Talk didn't tell Billy Graham, you really need to get, like, skinny jeans on and look different. Right. That was not who he was. Yeah, right, right. He had to be who he was to preach the gospel and reach the people that God called him to reach. He, re- he, he reached the world, actually. Right. But it doesn't sound like, I don't know, that Billy Graham told DC Talk how to dress, how to reach their audience. Right. Yeah. No. I think he let them express themselves as long as it's, you know, as long as it's not something that brings, uh, you know, a a a desecration to the oh, gospel right. or yeah, yeah, yeah. something that compromises uh, values. Right. I think he he just let them do, you know, express themselves in the way that 
in the nineties that he didn't maybe express himself in the fifties. Right. But that wasn't important. No. That, that, that stuff wasn't important. It was the heart, you know? Right. And uh, I, I've tried and I've dropped the ball many times, but I've tried to look past some of the teens and, and young people that I've, I just gave you an example, you know, with the, with the, with the, you know, I'm too busy, like type thing. I want to, I want to lash out when I hear that, you know, I want to lash out when I, when I, I want to correct, you know, I want to, I want to tell them how wrong they are for having that approach of life. But what is that going to accomplish? Right. I was just talking to somebody the other day who has a totally different spiritual approach to life than me, completely different, completely different worldview, couldn't get more opposite. And I've approached those conversations in my life in the past. I'm talking even as a young kid, I can remember taking a uh, current events class in high school. And this was probably one of the, my favorite classes I ever had. And there was a teacher who was very liberal and most of the students were very liberal. And I enjoyed stirring the pot and being, you know, the only one in the room to, to, I was looking for, you know, enjoyed the fight, you know, enjoyed yep. the, 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 enjoyed the mixing it up a little bit. Right. And I carried that into my young twenties and from a spiritual perspective, enjoyed the debating with people about, whatever, atheism versus Christianity or creation versus evolution, this and that. But I looked into that, I looked at that a couple of years ago and I said, how many people have I influenced by taking that approach? By just wanting to dig into my, and, and don't get me wrong, no one's getting me off my belief system. Like right. I believe what I believe and that's the bottom line. But to take that approach when I talk to someone who doesn't believe like me, I'm not really influencing them. But to listen to them, I've been doing that the last couple of years, just listening to people who don't agree with me, don't see things exactly like me, don't necessarily do things exactly like me, just listen to them. And that's the unexpected. Mm -hmm. They don't expect that. They mm -hmm. expect us as, as uh, you know, we're crossing over now from the generational conversation into spiritual, but they don't expect you as the Christian to, to listen to them or respect their right. approach. They right. expect you to, you know, be angry with them if they don't believe right. in God or they don't believe in you know, Jesus, right. and, and you're going to look down on them and you're going to judge them. And hey, listen, I think you're wrong, but I still, you know, I still love you. You're, sure. You know, I still love you. I still want to be in a relationship with you. I still respect you as a human being. Yeah. You know, this is what uh, Tommy Regis preached at our church. A yeah. Weeks ago. I mean, this, it's, is, this is what the Beatitudes is all about. Yeah. And you're right. And it's amazing because it's kind of obvious when you take a step back and look at it. If somebody has an a opinion, let's say, that is non-biblical, and it's something that's going to get them going in a wrong direction. And if you had the answer, if we had the right philosophy, if we have the truth, how does it help them if we, um, you know, take ourselves out of that environment? How does it help them if I dismiss myself from their presence and say, I can't really be with them yeah. because we don't line up in our thinking. So, you know what, I got to kind of separate and get some distance between the two of us. What, what, benefit is that like right. if you look at that just rationally thinking how does if you know what you believe you know yep. where your position is on things why would you be afraid as a christian to spend time with people that maybe are not as enlightened in an area that you're enlightened in because the only way they're going to be able to be helped we're getting back to relationship right is if you show concern if you show love if you're listening to them and letting them voice their heart and opinion and then they feel safe to hear what you have to say that's then good. you can make a difference. Yeah, that's really good. There's nothing positive that can come out of keeping your distance from from people. Well, I mean, Relationship-wise, talking we, about relationships. We do. We do it. We do it. Right. Absolutely. It says in, in John, 
chapter 17 that we're supposed to be as believers in the world, but not of the world. And right. I think this is where it gets gray and gets to be a slippery slope, you know, for whatever, for, 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 for people. But if we can be in the world, be in relationship with people in the world, and, and, and not of the world's systems, not of the world's views, not of the world's standards, if you will, we have to be in it. We have to be in it. And we have to be in relationship. I just, like I just told you, I, I can't, I can't remember one person that I approached in a conversation where I was looking to just have my own case built. And ju- you know what I'm trying to say? Just like defend my position. Right. I can't think of one person that I have influenced in a positive way. Right. Did I win the fight? Many times. Did I win the debate? Sure. Sometimes. Did I come off, you know, as strong, did I come off strong in my belief system? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, I really didn't change the way they thought about it. Did you win the person? Yeah, right. That's what we're getting at. Right, right. And mm-hmm. sometimes just by listening yeah. and, and building a relationship, that's the way we can affect people by doing that first. So, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's a mad world out there, man. It's a mad world. It sure is. Next week, we're going to talk a little bit about, what are we going to talk about? I don't know. We'll find out. It'll be a surprise. Join us. Happy spring, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Mad World's podcast is brought to you by Abundant Life Whippany, where Donnie and I serve as associate pastors. For more information, visit alwcw.com.